welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Um, so obviously, this is Elijah Fire, episode 14. I'm really excited about today's episode. All right, so my guest today is awesome. A lot of you might be very familiar with his last name, uh, but he is the co-leader of a thriving young adults ministry called Game Changers at Lord of Hosts Church in Omaha, Nebraska. He also does a bi-weekly um, podcast called Primetime, which is also on that Facebook page as well. Links are in the description. You should check it out. But I, he's also the son of Hank and Brenda Kuhneman. So I want to welcome our guest today, Matt Kuhneman. Hey, man. Well, hey, I'm glad to be here. How are you doing, Jeff? Doing really good, man. Doing really good. So I'm I'm uh I'm really stoked about the topic today, which is um it's about discovering God for yourself. Um, and I, I've noticed that a lot of your even just your the mission statement of you were talking backstage, the, the mission statement of Game Changers, the young adults ministry you you co-lead, um, is very much so about about that, is about finding, you know, changing the game wherever you're at. But I mean, first, obviously, before you do that, you've got to know God for yourself. Um, and so maybe you could talk a little bit about your process of of kind of coming to that place of, you know, learning who God was for yourself. Yeah, you know, growing up, um, I've been a pastor's son my whole life. And, you know, it can be very easy for us, you know, pastor's kids to kind of just fall under the, well, mom and dad kind of said, this is how Jesus is. This is how we love God. This is what we're supposed to do. We go to church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. We do all these things. And that's great. We should learn those things. We should be taught those things. But then we have to put the pencil to the paper yeah. and then learn it for ourselves, seek it for ourselves. And so my process was when I truly discovered who God was for myself, I was always a Christian ever since I was a, a, a little toddler, mm -hmm. asked the Lord in my heart, you know, prayed in the spirit, all of those things. But then it was like something different hit me when I grew up and I sought it for myself and the rev the revelation hit me, yeah. you know, kind of a Jonah and the whale moment when it's like I stepped into something new. Now I had that encounter with God where it's like, okay, I have to step from what I was in to what he wants to take me in. Mm -hmm. It's not my calling. It's his calling for my life. Mm. Yeah, that's really good, man. I think a lot of us have had those moments too, where even maybe uh begrudgingly did something um like i can i've i've talked about this before but even even when i was presented with the job opportunity here i was like no i was like no no that's not for me no and then it popped up again and i was going to say no and the lord was like just hear him out you know and before it was like you know it, mm -hmm. in some ways it was kind of like Jonah going to the Ninevites, you know, uh, in, in that at first he was like, the one thing that he was resisting was the thing that he needed to do. Um, and so, uh, man, that's, that's really great. And you also talked about how, um, being a quarterback actually, uh, taught you a lot about leadership as well. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. You know, I've always been a huge football fan and, you know, anyone that knows, uh, my parents, they know how much, you know, they're big football fans too. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, growing up, um, my grandfather was a, a Green Bay Packers fan since 1958. 
And so he kind of instilled that in me to, you know, this is Vince Lombardi. And he would quote all these great, memorable Vince Lombardi, you know, quotes about life and winning and things like that and never quitting. And uh, I was just like, man, this sticks to me. And then it was a way that I bonded with my grandfather growing up. And, uh, you know, Brett Favre was playing when I was a young child. And so I kind of like grew up wanting to be like him. And I loved his passion. I loved his energy. I loved his leadership. And when I stepped into the huddle, I realized there's 10 other guys looking at you to be that leader to say, hey, we got to go down the field. We're going to score. They're looking at you to command, mm-hmm. to take ownership, to never show or break a sweat. And, you know, no matter how hard the game is. And so I take that to like a, a leader, a pastor. It's the same way. Like you cannot show a glimpse of sweat to your congregation, to your church. They're looking at you to be the shepherd over the rest of the sheep. And so football really taught me that growing up, that it's like, you know, playing, it's not just fun, but it's like there's a camaraderie, there's a brotherhood. Mm -hmm. And that's how we are as the body of Christ. And so it it goes hand in hand, and it really taught me that life lesson in the spirit. Yeah. And was uh, when you got into – being a quarterback, was it something that you realized leadership was an easy thing for you? Was it, was it a natural thing or did you ever have those moments where you're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, that's a very great question. I'm glad you asked that because, you know, I, I went to some camps and uh, one camp that stood, stood out to me, um, the coach of the camp, um, they put on this t-shirt for all the quarterbacks there. The motto was accept the risk of leadership. And I'm like, you know, that means it's not easy to lead. No. It's not easy to play quarterback. It's not easy to lead in any field you're in, whether it's a football field, a church, anything. And I thought, you know, that is what sticks out. So to answer your question, no, it's not easy to lead, but you have to go do it. That's right. And I think the best part of the leadership aspect is the teammates of mine gained more respect, not when I complained about, oh, this guy didn't block or that guy didn't block. You need to do a better job. But when I said, hey, come on, let's get the next one. You got the next one, you know, Mm. and we marched down the field and we scored a touchdown. It was like when maybe I scored the touchdown, but I gave credit to my lineman for making the block or the Mm. guy for making the catch. And it wasn't about me or you would talk as a team afterwards and or to some reporter and you gave credit to your teammates. You didn't take the credit they gained that respect because it's like, mm-hmm. that's a good leader, yep. you know? So, yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, a lot of times, like I completely agree with you. Leadership is not, it's not glamorous. And a lot of times it's a weighty yeah. burden because it means sometimes you don't even know what to do just as much as nobody else, everybody else, but you're the one that has to make the decision, absolutely. you know? And I, absolutely. you know, I used to be in missions and lead teams overseas. And there'd be moments like that where you're just like, man, God, you're going to have to pull through. I was like, cause I have no idea what to do, you know, in and of myself. And, um, I think that also, uh, celebrating the team, celebrating the people that you're leading, um, and giving the credit to them, I think goes a long way. Um, encouragement goes a long way, but it's selflessness. I mean, really what you're talking about is being selfless. Leaders are yes. selfless mm-hmm. or they yeah, should be. And absolutely. And, you know, because at the end of the day, the pedestal that maybe you got placed on is also somebody else that helped you get there. A mm-hmm. God, but also the other people that God's yep. placed in your life around you to build you up. Mm-hmm. And that's how you have to think is like not one person ever gets to a place by themselves. That's You're right. always going to have somebody that helps you, gives you advice um, or uplifts you when you need it. 
And ultimately, your anointing also comes from God, too. So um, we should never take credit for ourselves. Yeah. Amen, man. Amen. So, all right, man, let's get into let's yeah. get into your notes here, because it's um, a really, really kind of loaded subject. And I love it. But it's kind of starting out. You have here, it says, why our generation isn't discovering God for themselves. So share your thoughts on that. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes when you're talking about our generation, they kind of have this preconceived notion of what they've been told or, or what um, they've heard their, their whole life. And, you know, you even see it in the political world. There's people in our age group protesting and half of them, some of them don't even know what they're protesting. Know, man. <laughs> and some of them, to be honest with you, they just go with the bandwagon. They go with the trend. They go with the flow but they're not seeking things for themselves. They're going off of what the news is saying, what the media is saying. Mm -hmm. And so in saying that, we have to be careful that sometimes, and, and, and don't take this the wrong way, as a pastor's son or as a congregation, we can learn from a pastor, we can learn from someone in an authority, mm -hmm. but take a construction worker, for instance. If he's like working in construction, they show him the foundation of where it's going to be built, but then he has to, after he's been taught how to build, go out and build what's supposed to be built. Okay, It's the same thing here as a, as a Christian. We have to discover for ourselves and seek it for ourselves. Go out, put the pencil to the paper of what you've been told. Don't let the, the um, time in church be the only thing that you're doing and then not go home and seek God, get on your face, and do it for yourself. Because then it just becomes practice protocol. It's not becoming a life lesson. It's not yeah. becoming a principle. You're missing the ultimate principle yeah. uh, that's been told to you. Yeah, man, that's so spot on. I think so many people that I've experienced, you know, just in my time, um, you know, even in missions, um, but talking to young people now um, and even just like friends of mine that are, you know, millennials or younger. Um, a lot of times it's like the thing I've noticed is, there's a lack of action. There's a lack of, yes. um, and so often we're like, oh yeah, I will pray for people or I will do whatever I feel that burning desire inside of me. But first I need to read more books or I need to do this or I need to do that. Yes. I'm like, no, you don't, man. Like, just go do <laughs> yeah. it. Like, yeah. there's no yeah. science. And I think, especially in the West, this is something I've noticed is a very Western problem is is we we definitely try to put formulas to everything. Okay, yes. I say this and then I say that, or I say this, and I found that for myself, um, if I don't, if I'm not yielding to the spirit, especially right in the moment, then my then I start to get in my head. Then I start to kind of try and put a formula around something rather than like yeah. boom, just just be obedient to the spirit when you're being led by the spirit. Um, yeah. And it's uh, I know that can be tough. I know it can be mm -hmm. tough to. Mm -hmm to be like, Oh, I'm going to be rejected or, Oh man, I'm going to, this is going to be really uncomfortable. Yes. Anytime we're following God, it's uncomfortable. I mean, I'm sure you can attest to that being, I'm sure the position stepping out, you know, um, yeah, yeah. being your own man, you know, it's uncomfortable, right? It definitely can be. And I think, um, you know, you mentioned something with the West about always having a formula attached to everything. Well, here in the Midwest, in the kind of the heartland of America, mm -hmm. Omaha, Nebraska, there's kind of a culture where, um, you know, people are go-getters. They go and work hard, but there's a lot of like opinions. Like we're too opinionated. Think we know everything <laughs> out here. And so with that, it's like we have to understand there's an identity issue mm. going on right now. That's so good. how can people discover God 
if they're not even finding their own identity. They're letting other things become their identity, and they're believing it. They're listening to awful music. They're looking at awful things. They're hanging around the wrong crowd that a group of friends is conning them into basically being something that they're not and trying to tell them what they want to hear. And so, and then when it doesn't work out, now they're like, well, I'm back to square one. And this is the problem now in our generation is a lot of times people are being told what they want to hear. And so then they just go with the trend because it feels good at the time. See, our generation doesn't want to go through the growing pains of change and a positive change. They want to be told something that benefits them. And then when it doesn't work out, they start pointing fingers. Yeah. And it's not a problem to ask questions, grow, learn, mm-hmm. ask a question. And sometimes we have to stop putting people down for asking a question. Yeah. You know, um, there's two sides of a question. There's a critique side where it's a finger pointing question. And there, mm-hmm. there's just a, a, a wanting to know and gain knowledge and insight and not be ignorant about something. And so I think that is the other side of this, that it's like, you know what, we can help each other, especially in the body of Christ, or the body of Christ can go out and help those who don't know, but want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because uh, on yesterday's episode, we did talk a lot about identity as well. Um, yeah. And uh, so it's it's kind of a, a little dovetailing of the subject of identity uh, and it's a mm-hmm. big one i especially in young people it's a it's a really big issue and you know you see a lot of times you'll see personality tests pop up a new personality test that people are really into uh and then a couple of years go by and another one pops up and all of a sudden people are like oh this is the big one this is what but one thing yeah. that I've noticed is a lot of people are looking for things extra biblical, you know, and it's like, there's nothing that test is, that's, there's nothing that test is going to tell you that this won't do better, that the word of God won't do Absolutely. better. And yes. I think that so often it's like, it's just not enough. Or we're like, we're so impatient that we want, you know, we want instant gratification. And because, you know, you have to search out the word and you have to do some ugly, you have to do some hard work. Like yeah, you do. soul yes. issues, man. Like sometimes the, getting rid of those, like it can be a process. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that so often we look at that and we go, well, it'd be easier if I could just read this book that'll summarize who I am in yeah. two pages, a two page summary or a one yes. paragraph summary. And that's who I am there. I got it. But I noticed that it becomes almost like a drug where it's like everything. You're always looking for something to tell you who you are. Um, And unfortunately, we see this in the church, too. Um, Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. My dad used to always tell me growing up, you know, um, be careful as you're growing not to fish for things here, fish for things there and continue fishing all the time to where you miss being settled and 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 then you miss the voice of the Lord. Okay. Sometimes people fish so much and try to do things their way. They take the long way to God's calling Mm. and they miss the calling because they've predetermined in their minds what they're supposed to do, what they are going to do, who they are. And they're not letting the Lord use other people or even himself to them through the Holy spirit to speak. And, and, and that's the problem sometimes is so many people predetermine what they are and what they're going to be that they basically shove the Lord and his voice to the side. And Mm -hmm. that's a huge issue. It's like, you have to be in a surrender mode. You Mm -hmm. have to say, look, this is, if you're going to discover God, 
then you need to discover who you are in Christ and what you're going to be. You have to surrender that stuff and say, enough is enough of the world's ways. I'm in a kingdom mindset. You know, we're, we're praying all the time, let heaven rain down. But sometimes we're not calling upon heaven to rain down mm, and good. doing the work. We're saying it maybe in worship and all that. But how mm-hmm. many people are now putting, like I said, the pencil to the paper? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even... Um... I started to really kind of be mindful of the words that I would sing because, you know, you get you can get caught up in the moment, even in worship. And it'd be like, you know, even the statement of God, I am yours, you know, and being like, yes. but is he like, is right. he? And, right. and and then knowing, I mean, we have, you know, the Bible to show us what that means. Uh, yeah. and, and then really being mindful yeah. of like, man, I want I want to mean this, God, like do the yeah. work in me so that that actually means something when I say it, not just because I like the the way it sounds in the song. Yes. Um, yes. So very true. Well, and, and to go with that point, you look at the children of Israel. Okay. They complained after God did all this stuff for them, delivering them from Egypt. They complained when things weren't happening um, in, in the wilderness and they wandered around because of their complaints. See, Moses knew who God was, but the children of Israel only knew what God was doing for them. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing is we've got to stop getting off of the whole mooching off God thing all the time and mm-hmm. get into like, if God didn't do another thing for us again, would we still love him? Is his death and resurrection still enough for me? Yeah. And that's a very deep question that sometimes we, we, we need to remember. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, my personal journey, I actually went when I had finally was like, you know, I need to discover God for myself. Not what other people are saying, not even what mom and dad are saying. Mm -hmm. I need to find for myself what Jesus is, who Jesus is, and have that encounter. I believed, I prayed, I did all that stuff, but I needed that spiritual, like that that, that upper room moment to come for me, right? Mm -hmm. And so I actually went and I, I was driving in a back road, went in some random country area field, and I just laid down as if I was laying on a cross. And I said, I crucify my, my, myself and what is missing in my life. Mm. I, I'm seeking it right now. And mm. it came upon me. And I felt something Dude. different. Mom and dad didn't put me up to that. Nobody mm-hmm. else put me up to that. I had to seek that. Yeah. I think if you want to discover good. something, you have to find it. Dude. Yeah. And it's something that like when... Um, I've talked to a lot of young people about, you know, they'd come up to me and they kind of like look over their shoulder and they'd be like, I'm doubting whether God exists or not. And I actually tell them, I'm like, good, good. I was like the last, like, because it means that they're actually seeking now. Yes. You can really get out into the weeds, you know, from that point, but getting to that point where they're actually asking and thinking for themselves rather than going, Oh, this is just what my parents believed. And so I'm just going to believe it. I'm like, that's the last thing we need. Right. Like, that's part of the reason why so many people have walked away from the church. Now, yes, it is absolutely crucial. And I think that Lord of Hosts Church does a great job of this. It is absolutely crucial to then display the power of God, to, to seek his presence, to be presence yes. driven. And I think yes. that is so important because when you're in the presence, that's when the impurities melt away, man. Like that's when... Yeah. That's when you get purified. But yeah, unfortunately, there are a lot of churches, especially over over where I am. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe this is all over the U.S., but I'll just mm-hmm. speak from where I live. Um, 
Sure. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. Where it's like people would ask that question. I don't know if God exists, but their church wasn't facilitating any kind of environment that was propelling them to what is the, the word, what is the voice of the Lord sound like? How do you discern? How do you do this? How do you do that? Um, and so people walk away, people walked away. Yes. Um, I think it's, so my question to you, just to kind of back up just sure. a little bit about, um, discovering God for yourself. Um, there are a lot of people who are either pastors, kids like you were, who are missionaries, yes. kids, um, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, deacons, kids, whatever. Um, was there ever a, um, was there ever a temptation to be like, well, I need to get this fast. I need, because people's eyes are on me. I mean, what is that like being a pastor's kid and having to kind of get that? Was it ever an issue for you? Oh, you know, I don't think it, it, as far as like an issue, I had times where definitely in my own life, I'm like, you know, I feel like I got to live up to mom and dad. Right. Yeah. And I think that's just normal human, you know, thought, but, um, definitely though, there was, uh, you know, being the son of uh, parents with a prophetic gifting, um, couldn't get away with much as a kid, you know, and, uh, you know, you, uh, you, you smart off to a teacher or something, and maybe she, it's small enough where she didn't call the principal and the principal call your parents. Your parents would know you come home and the Lord spoke to me about this, this and this. And so mm-hmm. it keeps you in your place. But sure. um, I think growing up, though, there was definitely some pressure, you know, yeah. um, I think people expect you to have the same gifting but it's like the lord gifts people in different ways not everybody now the anointing and the mantle still placed upon me but i have to find what god's calling mantle anointing is for me what he Mm -hmm. wants to use me as that could be something similar that could be something completely different but you have to accept that and Mm -hmm. ultimately that's something that i have to seek out you know and so i had to come to that realization and that's the exact same advice and wording that my parents said, don't try mm. to be Hank and Brenda Kuhneman. Mm. You be Matt Kuhneman, who God has created, and you step into the anointing that he's placed on your life. Mm. That's so good. And that's, man, that's the way, that's the way it's got to be, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure there may have been some people maybe over the years who maybe projected onto you like, oh, you know, like, you're going to be just like your dad, you know, do this. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. think and that's, and that's an admirable thing. I mean, I'm sure you want to be like your dad, but sure. you're your own man. And God created you a very specific way to operate in a very specific way. And I think that, yes. um, obviously like you were saying, there's the mantle, you know, um, but there's, uh, there's, it's so much more than that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I always felt, you know, too, um, in the seeking process, like, you know, early on, you know, I'm 28 years old now, but I'm talking way back, you know, high school, things like that. When you're learning how to become a man and especially mm-hmm. a spiritual man, yeah. um, you're kind of having to find things for yourself. And so, you know, in the young generation, we sometimes have an issue with just doing enough to get by, right? Mm. You think of like a student in school, I'll study just enough so that I at least get a B, but I'll kind of just procrastinate it. Mm-hmm. They don't try for that A. And it's like, eh, as long as I get good enough grades, I get in decent college or whatever. And sometimes we take that in our relationship with God, right? Where we are so into practice, religion. We only know the religious Jesus, but we don't know the relationship Jesus. Yeah. We don't know the personal Jesus, okay? Mm-hmm. 
And in that, I grew up where it was like, you know, yeah, I just prayed every now and then, you know, like during the day and things like that. Or I'd pray at night, thank the Lord for my day and say, you know, thanks for doing this for me today. Thank you for showing me this today. But then something hit me and I started realizing, and actually someone spoke this to me when, uh, when I was younger and said, have you ever thought about maybe starting your day with the Lord? Mm. And I was thinking and it hit me and I was realizing what this person was saying is now I'm coming to the Lord saying, what's your will for me today? Mm. Instead of thanking him for everything he did for me. Again, we have to get past the whole mooching off God and saying, like, if you don't do anything for me today, that's fine. What can I do for you? Mm. You know, and, and, and it's like sometimes kids are that way with their parents. They just want their parents to buy the new Xbox or PlayStation, the mm-hmm. new, you know, Jordan shoes, yep. or take them on a vacation. But it's like, well, what are you doing for them? Are you ever vacuuming the house? Or even if they don't ask, are you doing something for them? Did you get your parents something for their birthday or for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Or did you say, hey, I want to take you guys to dinner. I'm going to buy tonight, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. that's the aspect that sometimes we miss out on in this world is a lot of people are mooching and selfish. Mm-hmm. And no wonder God's not revealing himself to people the way they want because they're not seeking it. They're not laying down their fleshly ways or their selfishness at the foot of the cross. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good, man. So, um, you know, as we were talking about um, just your experience being a, a pastor's kid and, and um, allowing God to, you know, to find your identity in Christ. um I do feel like there are some people who never feel, felt like they got out from under the thumb, if we can use that, yeah, yeah. you know, of, you know, or like out from underneath their, their parents shadow. And what mm-hmm. would your, what would, what would you say to people like that who are really struggling with that still? Yeah. You know, I, I think it's never okay to, you know, put pressure on yourself. Like it, it, it's so hard to where, you feel like you've, you, you can't escape the shadow because you can't escape and stand as your own man or woman mm-hmm. of God. Um, but in a way, the shadow is also a good thing because it keeps you ordered. It keeps you balanced. It keeps you um, going strong. But see, that's, that's fine. When the order comes, now you take, this is what I was saying earlier, you take what's been taught to you mm-hmm. and now go practice it yourself. And ultimately, you naturally just escape that shadow. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people... You know, you go back to like a student, right? And they're in a classroom and they're trying to learn some sort of math or something like that. And the teacher's giving them all this chalkboard stuff and it's all the way down and they're trying to write notes and kind of learn what the teacher's saying. And then they get home three, four hours later and they're like, I have no idea what I wrote down. (laughs) Well, sometimes it's because we've been so much taught that we're not processing and learning the principle. We're only seeing the problem. Yeah. And sometimes the shadow is not always a bad thing, but it, because like I said, it keeps you ordered, but people need to go and take the wisdom given to them so that now they're naturally able to just escape the shadow. And that's when God starts revealing now, okay, this is how I can show you to stand as a man and as a woman of God yeah. on your own so that you can pass that on to future generations, mm-hmm. your future kids, um, your future sheep as a, as a minister. And, and, and that's the important part. And so the pressure is always going to kind of be there. I think that's just life, you know. But the thing about it is when you 
trust the anointing and you step into the anointing and you trust what God has placed upon you, the pressure kind of just leaves. The anointing just comes on you when you mm-hmm. step into it. Yeah. And I think you know, kind of what you're saying too, is that like their value isn't who their parents are. Obviously there are good yeah. things that like, that's an admirable life, you know, like being a pastor or, you know, even if it was like a, you know, really involved youth pastor mm-hmm. or was a really involved, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. They're, that, they're not, they're not the enemy. And I think sometimes people do have a tendency you know, maybe they don't know what to say in a conversation Very or true. so they just always want to talk about, you know, your parent who is a missionary or your yes. mom yes. who is this or that, you know, um, and so they, they mean well. Uh, but sometimes, especially when people are trying to find their identity, they're trying to find out who they are. Also, they're yeah. just like, oh, this is all people say. Is this all I am? But it's yeah. not who I am because it's not what they feel inside. You know, they yeah. know they're different yes. inside, you know, it's so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, to, to, to point into that. um, I've always said, you know, people make a lot of excuses nowadays and, you know, people want fruition without much work. But it's like my thought is you have to water your fruition. You want fruition to come water it, garden it, take take care of it every day, um, invest into it. Mm. And, you know, it's it's that's with anything, your relationship with God, with other people, with your career, whatever you're doing. You have to water it daily so that that fruition does come. And a lot of times when people have one bad day, they're like, oh, well, you know, they think it's the ending. They think Mm -hmm. that Jesus needs to come back now and save them from all the issues (laughs) that are going on in the world. And, you know, it's like, let's take the easy way out, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, and it's funny how some people who aren't believers will call upon God and their issues and want God to send Jesus to come back and rescue the world. But it's like, wait a minute. Is, do, you, do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus and the supernatural power? Or are you just using that as a buzzword because you're dealing with so many issues right now and you're making excuses and you're not willing to, to go in and, and, and water the garden and, and work hard, you know? And that was the children of Israel. They were complaining too much. And so guess what? Uh, Joshua had to be raised up to push forth, knock out the walls of Jericho. And that's the other thing. You look at like a Matthew 16, okay? Jesus, they were trying to tell Jesus what people were saying he is. And finally, he said, well, who do you say that I am? Mm -hmm. He wanted them to have the revelation for themselves. Not that other people are saying, oh, you're John the Baptist um, or or, um, the prophets of the Old Testament, okay? Who do you say that I am? And then, remember, he, he said, uh, about the gates of hell. Remember that whole scripture in Matthew sixteen eighteen, And, you know, that revelation hit me too, is the gates of hell, think of that, shall not prevail. Well, think of it that, like this. Sometimes we're allowing the gates of hell to be an offensive system. You ever watch a football game and you see people hold up like the letter D and then a fence for defense? Okay, take it as this. We have to be on the offensive side where now we're storming down the gates of hell and not putting up fences of ourselves to hell. Mm -hmm. We need to be the ones that is attacking, putting in the work, going after it, raising up our rods of authority like Moses did when he was crossing the Red Sea and say, no, we're going on the offensive side. We're moving forward. We're not putting up our hands like, oh, let's, you know, we don't want hell hitting us today. No, we're attacking hell. Yeah. And the principalities that, that, that Satan tries to bring. 
Yeah. I think uh, on that too, I think um, I've noticed this just even, you know, um, in kind of my parents' generation, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. it was my parents per se think this way, but um, I guess your parents' generation as well. A lot of, a lot of people, uh, they, they very much show view, you know, we talk about the seven mountains of society and like, we need to take these mountains. Yes. And my parents' generation, I noticed a lot of people there very much like, no, we, the church doesn't belong in there. We shouldn't be doing anything involved in, in education or we shouldn't be doing anything involved in, in the media or arts and entertainment. It's all evil. We don't need to be, we just need to stay in our church. We just need to stay in our homes. It's exactly what you're talking about of setting yeah, up those fences. Yeah. 100%. It's yeah. like, why, why play on the defensive side when we can be on the offensive side? I mean, I, I know my Bible says that we're supposed to go into all the, 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 the world and Come preach on. the gospel to every right. person, right? Yeah. So my thought is that's an offensive thing. That's an action. That's like taking ownership upon yourself to go do something, okay? Um, and my thought is, if we're going to reach other people, we need to go to them and talk to them, reach them, witness to them, and and not let um, it always be like you were saying, where we're just putting up defenses and not willing to be to step out and be bold. We have to be bold, mm -hmm. and this is a, a key time right now where a lot of times um, we're seeing the church kind of just be silent. You know, the whole COVID mask stuff, like, mm -hmm. let's just, there's a spiritual resemblance in that too. Oh, big And it's, time. it's, 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 it's called, we've got to take the mask off and be bold and speak out the truth, mm. regardless of the pushback that we might get. And the problem is right now, there's too many people who are just going with the flow, going with the trend, and they're wondering why they're not discovering any new foundation or new life or new anointing or new, uh, uh, talents or new things that God can place upon their life mm -hmm. because they keep going in a circle yeah. and they've got to go in the straight line that God's called upon them. And as they go in that straight line, they're going to come along new things, new ways, new um, blessings that the Lord's going to place upon their life and show them. And, and, and ultimately when you're about the Lord's way, it, it's the easiest way. It's the, it's the, it's the way that honestly, yeah, sure. It says, you know, Easy is the, the way to hell, hard is the way to heaven. But in the spirit, we have to understand the message behind that, that, hey, when we're about the Lord's way, yeah, there's going to be pushback. There's going to be some tough days, mm -hmm. but ultimately it's the easiest way because of what you're going to receive in heaven and what you're going to help somebody else uh, uh, come into with their life and, and, and the revelation that you might bestow upon somebody else. Yeah. When we were also, we, we were made in the image of God, we were made Absolutely. for communion with God. I think that's what yeah. you're saying too. Yeah. Um, is that it's like it's like the pieces of the Lego that that perfectly fit together. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, there it is, you know. Yeah. And people yeah, always say like yeah. the God shaped hole, you know. And it's like yes. once you once you complete that circuit, you know, boom, you've accepted Christ. Yeah. You know, you've been renewed. You're a new creation of Christ. All of a sudden, it's like boom, the circuit is yeah. complete. You know, and you've got yeah. that electrical current that you've been looking for. Yeah. People are constantly trying to like put yeah. Play-Doh in there and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at like. Think of like the road to Emmaus, right? And everyone was talking about the death and res or, or not the resurrection of Jesus, but the death of Jesus. And that nobody, you know, really knew. I mean, he was walking right next to those people, right next to the disciples. And they couldn't even recognize it because why? They had already put into their brains, he's gone. Mm -hmm. This is what everyone's talking about. He's, he, the, he's, he died on the cross. He's done. 
And Jesus was standing right before them. And sometimes people today, they miss the message of like, man, there's signs, wonders, and miracles today. But mm-hmm. some people are so conned into believing, oh, that doesn't happen in today's church. That doesn't happen today. The signs are there, the miracles, the signs and wonders, yep. things are happening today. Mm-hmm. But people are missing the message because they're watching about, oh, well, these riots that are happening, the protests that are happening. Well, yep. here's the thing. It's a spiritual battle. Okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're seeing too many people who are just jumping on the train of protesting and not standing up with the church and they shut down their churches during the whole COVID mess. And many people were shutting down their youth groups, shutting down mm-hmm. the, their Sunday services. And it's like, how are we supposed to get the message out? Come on, how man. Are we supposed to be bold? Yeah. And, 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 and or how, how, how are people supposed to learn to be bold? Okay. If the body of Christ is not speaking out and getting involved with the government and politics, then what we're, I mean, right there, in my opinion, is communism. I mean, because, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, yeah, how, how else, how else are we supposed to um, have freedom of speech without the church speaking and saying, look, yeah. this is what the founding fathers put into our country. Mm-hmm. It's not that difficult to understand, but yet people have a preconceived notion or they don't do research. They just go with what the media says. And it's that way. They don't go into the, 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 the B or the C of the thing of the issue, they just, it's a, and that's it. Mm-hmm. They don't research. And mm-hmm. it's, well, my buddy said this, you know, my friends are saying this, my friend group is going and doing this mm-hmm. and they jump on that. And where's the church? Yeah. You know, where's the church? Because the world doesn't care that they're trying to silence the church. You go look in California and people are getting arrested for having a group of five people singing hymns outside. But the L.A. Lakers and the Los Angeles Dodgers win the championship, and fifty to eighty thousand people are outside celebrating, no masks, no nothing. Yep. And there was no criticism of that. Yeah. So that's my thought: is when is the world going to stop playing this game and say, "Look, this country was founded one nation under God," mm-hmm. meaning we want God's will in our country. Mm-hmm. We've got to get back to stop saying we're above God. No, God, what, we're one nation under God. It's your will over the red, white, and blue. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And I think the DNA of of America. I I can't remember who it was. It was a couple of days ago, maybe it was Robin Bullock or somebody had yeah. said that God created Israel because He loved loved Israel. He's like, but Americans yes. created. America because they love God and they wanted to provide that freedom. And so I think that it is so important. I mean, it kind of segueing from there is, is our country was founded on biblical truths. And so Mm -hmm. there's, there Mm -hmm. is, it is absolutely essential that we know what those biblical truths are. Um, And if you know the Bible, often you'll look at the constitution and you're like, yeah, I see it, you know? Um, But um yeah, I think it, it goes back to what you were kind of mentioning at the beginning is that so many people are uneducated about, like, they don't even know why they're upset about something or they don't know why they're, um, you know, this or that. And and the things in the spirit affect the things in the physical. And mm-hmm. um, and that's why when that's why Paul says, like, we war not against flesh and blood, you know, uh, because yes. he knew that. He knew that it's like yes. the things that we have, that are the issues, they're spiritual mm-hmm. problems. 
Um, and even, you know, like case in point. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Um, you know, like a lot of the race riots that happened over here in the Pacific Northwest last year. Yeah. The some of the heads of BLM, I heard them say themselves that they do ancestral worship. They conjure up the 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 spirits of the dead and they and they manifest them. And that's why you see you, yeah. it just it felt dark. I mean, especially up here, you know, uh, Portland is like an hour, an hour yep. away from yep. me. And yep. you could feel it, man. Like I would wake up in the middle of the night. And just it felt dark. Everything just felt super heavy yeah. for over a hundred days. It was it was mm. intense. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, just to further reinforce the point, it was like it's spiritual. The the, the things that we're seeing are spiritual. But 100%. obviously, we have to be proactive in the physical, right? We have yes. to go into these mountains. We have to go into government. We have so yes. we can change the atmosphere. So. Yes. Well. If you go remember, remember doubting Thomas, right? He had to go get the revelation for himself. Mm-hmm. Put his fingers in the, the 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 hands of Jesus, his feet, and get the revelation of. Then he said, "What, my Lord, my God." You know, when I played football, I had these cleats, and on one shoe in the back it said "I love," and then the other shoe it said "My Jesus." Mm. Now I want that to stick for a second because. I didn't put, I love Jesus. No, my Jesus. Mm. This is my relationship. My mom, my dad is Mm. my mom, my dad. That's not somebody else's mom and dad. They could be their spiritual mom and dad, Mm -hmm. but my mom, I have that relationship outside of Lord of Hosts Church. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the thing is like people need to understand what God is and who Jesus is in their life. There's a relationship in it. We miss sometimes the relationship because we're so caught up in religion, practice, this, that, and what we're being told we have to do in our relationship with God or our uh, Christianity and in our faith that we miss the overlining message that there Mm. is a relationship involved in this. And it's Mm. the same thing today with what I said earlier about sometimes people are protesting, don't even know what they're protesting. They're just going along with what Mm -hmm. everyone else is saying, the trend. And ultimately, that's what got Jesus crucified, if you really think about it. Everyone was talking about some trend or what he was doing and made up a preconceived notion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my dad had a revelation about that with the 70 that, remember the 70 that left Jesus? Yeah. The Lord spoke to my dad about that. And remember when Barabbas and Jesus were standing um, by Pilate in front of the crowd? Mm-hmm. And they shouted, crucify. Well, Jesus said when they were shouting, crucify him, he looked out into the crowd. He told my father this and said, I saw the faces of the 70 that left me shouting, Mm -hmm. crucify him. And it's like, when you think of that, what is that right there? Following the trend. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the problem is we are not discovering things today because we are so much, we're not seeking. We're just going, we're just following the, 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 the lies. And there's so many lies today, and it's like, you know, we can't be a part. The body of Christ cannot just let this woke and cancel culture just step all over us. Yeah. Okay, that's the other issue. It's like we're, we're getting all this silencing and censorship and, oh, well, what they're saying is offensive. It's like you can't even say the word the anymore and it's, it, without someone <laughs> saying that's offensive. I mean, seriously, yeah. Yeah. It, it's that bad. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. so 
you know, if we're going to discover something, we need to stop being so sensitive all the time. Yeah. And if we're going to discover something, we need to go and seek it out. You know, Mary went to the tomb and Jesus appeared. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the revelation you got to have. So, okay, you look at 1 Samuel, all right, chapter 30, verse 6, where it talks about with David. Remember, uh, uh their city had been burned. They took their kids, their wives, everything, remember? And they all wanted to blame David for the issue. Yeah. But when you look at this scripture here, I'm going to just read this and see if you get this revelation here. Yeah. And David was greatly distressed for the people uh, spoke of stoning him because of the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. Mm. And I was reading that scripture. I was reading that scripture and realized that the, 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 the scripture spoke about his God. Yeah. Okay. It didn't talk about uh, uh, their God, the children of Israelites God. It talked about David's God, his God. Mm -hmm. And so that was the part that stuck out to me is David understood where his strength came from. Mm -hmm. It didn't come from our God. No, it came from the relationship that I've built with my God in heaven. Yeah. And that is so powerful to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely essential. I think that so often I've seen people, I've talked to people who are like, well, I was a Christian, but then my, my pastor cheated on his wife. And so I'm not a Christian anymore. And I was like, mm. who are you following? Like, wow. like I'm compassionate towards the pain, you know, obviously, yeah, but that's a revelation but, right there too. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, well, who were you following? Were you following mm -hmm, a man? Mm -hmm. Because people are going to let you down. Where yes. there's no way, there's no one on the planet who's going to be right on the line, perfect yes. every single time. And I'm sure you've seen this even with like your dad, people just like rip him to shreds because a prophecy didn't happen the day after he gave it, you know? know. Um, and so I think that it's like we so often we want, we put our hope in the man, we put our hope in, yes. in a, the word or we, or yes. a word, we put, you know, the hope in something else. And it's like if we're, all of our eyes are fixed on Jesus. Yes. None of it matters, man. You know, yeah. Isaiah 53 didn't come to pass the next day. Yeah. Think about that. The whole timeline, the whole prophetic word about what was going to happen to the Messiah, Jesus. in mm -hmm. Isaiah 53 did not happen the very next day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so man. People need to rest and trust the Lord. It's not about, oh, well, we're always going to criticize the prophets or the people uh, uh, standing in the body of Christ yeah. because it didn't happen right away then my thought is, are you really following God? Yeah. Because if you're following God, then you should know, based on your relationship with the Lord, that if what the prophet's speaking is truth or not. You should feel mm -hmm. the anointing in his or her words. Yeah. And say, you know what? That's the Lord. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's, it, I agree with you. It shouldn't be that yeah. difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? You know um, so with all this that we've been talking about, um, yeah. I see in your notes, it's, uh, so I'll ask it as a question, you know, where is God taking this generation forward from what yeah. you've seen? Yeah, I think this generation is, is, is on a come up. I think it's, mm. it's here now. Mm. Um, it's a matter now if people need to uh, just kind of light the, 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 the fire again, you know, inside of them. And because there's, there is a fire inside of everybody, but now they just need to let it out. I think people are afraid to step out. But that's why my friend, um, shout out to my my, my co-guy of Game Changers, Anthony Armstrong. Yeah. We've, we've, great guy. And uh, 
and what's kind of cool actually on that line is, um, you know, I'm Caucasian, he's an African-American and we're mm-hmm. really hitting some of these subjects that have been yeah. going on today about the world saying there's not enough, you know, race unity and things like that. And we're hitting some of these subjects and really just standing for what's right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, but shout out to him, but this is the, why we started this because the young generation needs that touch from God mm. and needs to understand, look, if we're going to create change in the world, we have to all come together in the body of Christ, be game changers. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people in our generation are playing a stupid game right now. Yeah. <laughs> they are. So they who's are... going to step up? Who's going to step up and say, yeah. look, I might have been told no a million times. I might have messed up a million times, but I'm going to finally take a stand, work hard, change, and ultimately create a positive difference in the lives of others. You know, that's my biggest saying is, what are you doing every day to create a positive difference in the lives of others? And it's not hard to be kind. People Mm. today are forgetting that message. And it's like, we are so critical of people for asking a question and wanting to learn. And that's why people are afraid to step out. So that tells me there needs to be more leaders that are willing to take people under their wing, say, look, I'm here to get you on the way with God and, and show you it's okay. It's cool to be a Christian. It's cool mm-hmm. to love Jesus. It's cool mm-hmm. to have that relationship. And, you know, we, we see people go to all these concerts and all these sports events and, 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 and things like that. But we need like that Holy Spirit fire, like get together groups mm-hmm. in our generation. Yeah. And it shouldn't be about the young generation, you know, go, you're not going to church to find your spouse. All right. You're not going to church to, yeah. oh, I hope I meet my husband or my wife there. Like, you're going to meet God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever comes after that is God's decision to bring into your life at the proper time. Mm. Get that out of your head of, I'm going for this. I'm going so that I could be the church drummer or I'm going so I can be uh, the church greeter or the church sound man or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about you, it's about the ultimate goal of reaching the lost and bringing them into the kingdom. See, we yeah. want heaven to rain down, but what are we doing to bring the heavens down? Yeah. You know, there's a sacrifice that comes with it. And so what I'm seeing is I I believe the time is now in our generation. Okay. But the excuses have to go and the action has to take place. Mm. The people have to say enough is enough. The young generation have to say enough is enough. Just like the conservatives and Republicans now, we're saying enough is enough with all this. And we're taking a stand. Now it's time for the church and the young generation to do the exact same thing. Mm. Yeah, man. Dude, yes to all of it, man. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. right there with you. I think, um, I just think it, like if I can distill down basically what we talked about is the the how and this is kind of like a well yeah duh, but how essential it is to know Jesus yourself, to not allow somebody else yes. to spoon feed you, to not yes. allow. Well, my pastor yes. says it's this. Well, that's why Jesus said. Who do you say that I am? You yes. know, and um, and I think that that's so important. And you know, you Amen. ask Peter, and he's like, "You're the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And he's like, "My Father in heaven revealed that to you." You know, and it's like yeah. we need that. We need that. And Paul talks about praying for the spirit of wi- wisdom and revelation on 100%. on people. You know, and it's like we need to have that revelation for ourselves. Yes, but honestly, what the world is offering you, you can't do both. You can't. Mm-hmm you can't have it both. Like 
it it yeah. is going to cost something to live a righteous life. It is. But what yeah. you gain in return far outweighs anything the world could ever give or promise, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And and see, we can't be afraid to tell people what the Lord spoke to us mm-hmm. on. You know, um, I think sometimes we have an issue with um, speaking negative over ourselves or negativity over ourselves mm-hmm. instead of speaking positive words and mm-hmm. spiritual words. And then because the Lord is not going to do something in your life if you're always speaking negative things. Mm-hmm. People want something new in their life, but they're, 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 they're closing off. Uh, uh, the spiritual power and the anointing to come upon them because they're so involved in just speaking negative all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and my Bible says, knock and the door shall be open. Right. Right. Okay. Why are we not knocking in, at the, at the gates of, of heaven, knocking at, at the ear of the Lord and mm-hmm. saying, look, speak to me. Yeah. People want discovery without talking, mm. you know, Amen. It, it's facts. You, you you have to understand there's a part today where people just think, yeah, I'll discover God when he does this for me, when I get that new car, when I get my church to grow or whatnot. And mm-hmm. it's always about what God's doing for them. But what about mm-hmm. like what you're seeking from God? What are you seeking from God to, that, that he wants you to do for yeah. his kingdom? Yeah. And that just burns inside of me. You know, yeah. it's like, there's a there's a there's a problem today with our generation because some people in the church have only used God as you know I'm talking older generations have taught the young generation a bad sign in that or a bad lesson in that mm. and our our world has been far too okay with mooching off each other mooching off God mm-hmm. and they're wondering why they're not discovering good people in their life mm. discovering good things in their life and discovering who God is in their life you know, because when something doesn't work out the way they want it, McDonald's or something messes up your order, we blame other people. We blame God and say, well, God, I guess you're just giving me a bad day today. Yeah. You know, and people do that. It, it's I that know. crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you know, we, we, we always want to point the finger at God or other people. And it's like, you know, I, I, I just don't understand that. And one thing I cannot stand too is sometimes when, you know, people will thank uh, the man upstairs, or I'll thank God, but I love when people say, I thank Jesus. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, they're using, that tells me relationship. This is that power in the name heard, too, man. Yeah. They, yeah. That tells me they've had the discovery. They yeah. found it, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. huge. That's great, man. Man, honestly, there's like everything we talked about, we could like yeah. make a whole show off of each thing, you know? know, like it's just, there's so much to talk about. And, uh, but this is great, man. So, before we kind of close out here, I want you to actually be able to pray for the people as you feel Absolutely. led. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, there's, there's people you're kind of saying to yourselves, you know, how do I discover God? What can I do? You know, I've tried, I've spoke and you're trying to go about it the right way. And I feel the Lord just saying over you, you're doing fine. I'm, I'm coming. I'm going to speak over you, but get on your knees right now. Lift your hands mm. to the heavenlies and watch. You're going to hear my voice like you've never heard mm. in your life. I promise uh, right now, do it, do it. You're thinking, man, just drop right now on my knees, lift my hands. Yes. Watch how the Lord speaks over you and, and, and speaks because there's something you're also needing knowledge from the Lord on 
because you're wanting to, to act in the right way. It's a big decision. And the Lord says, watch now when you drop to your knees and lift your hands to the heavens, I'm going to give you the answer of what you're needing because you took the time. You've been seeking my voice. Now I'm going to reveal my voice to you, and you're going to hear my voice in the future like you've never heard before. And so I just speak over you right now, and I say, as you uh, kneel there before the, the Lord, that now going forward, the voice of the Lord will be more clear, more evident, and, and now you'll be able to go and share that in the streets with other people, with your friends, with other people who, who they're wanting to know what the voice of the Lord uh, uh, is and how he speaks. But now you're going to have that testimony and give them wisdom. And now which, watch which, what, what you're going to be able to do. The Lord's now going to use you to raise up other people to now where you're going to form a group and be able to share the voice of the Lord and the testimony of how the Lord speaks to other people. And watch now how the anointing starts just coming over you and over your friend group. And now, man, you guys are going to be able to go and witness over other people. And now they're going to get that same touch. And, and, and we just declare that comes right now in Jesus' name. You will not miss a beat. Mm. in jesus name mm -hmm. yeah i think there's there's just there's 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 a lot of people jeff that they're feeling that same thing mm -hmm. and it's the action just of taking the that the, the, those knees and and kneeling before heaven mm -hmm. and watching how god sends that just i, I can see it so clear like a cloud mm. just comes straight down mm. and hits yeah. them yes lord and it's like something new hits their spirit. And there's another person, and you're saying, I went to somebody, but they, they're not sure they believe who, 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 who Jesus is or God if he exists. But the Lord says, don't give up in talking to them, because what they're not telling you is in their own time, they've been trying to seek my voice. They've been trying to figure out who I am, and I'm about to reveal or myself through you, and through your love, through your uh, action of speaking to them. So don't stop speaking to them. Keep mm -hmm. talking to them. Be kind to them. Love on them. And watch how I reveal myself. Because you've been sitting around praying for your friend who's been talking uh, as an atheist, who's been talking as somebody who doesn't believe in my voice. But right now he's conflicted. Your friend is conflicted. And that's the Lord dealing with him. And so the Lord says to me to tell you, don't give up on your friend and watch the testimony that's going to happen. And you're going to come back. You're going to write about this and you're going to tell other people about this. And the Lord's going to use you to raise up other people with this same belief system of atheism and watch now how God's going to use you in your own life to minister to other people. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's yeah. good stuff, man. Yeah. People are really encouraged today. Yeah. I just know it. I know there's some people that like just needed to hear exactly what, you know, exactly yeah. what you were talking about, you know, and just be like, Oh, it, even yeah. the, I mean, even like pastor's kids who are like finding themselves <laughs> between a rock and a hard place, you know, like yeah. they can yeah. totally relate to that. I, that's great, man. Yeah. I love um, people, man. You know, yeah. it's so, it's so important in this day and age that mm -hmm. we're kind to everybody. We love yeah. everybody. We're never, um, rude to other people, you know, mm, and, and, yeah. and I'm sure, you know, there's definitely days people can try your patience for sure. <laughs> of course. Uh, but there's, yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a lesson to be made in how we're treating others and how we're loving on others. Mm. Um, because ultimately that's the best example we can show Come of on. Jesus is yep. we have to love everybody. And ultimately more people are going to listen if we're willing to love and be a friend through their flaws. 
mm-hmm. you know yeah that's right so, amen man amen thank um, you jeff i really yeah, absolutely it. bless you man so how can people follow you on social yeah, media and such um, you can go to instagram follow me there um also through the church um one voice ministries um lord of host church um hank and um lohchurch.org um, and then also for our Game Changers pages, um, it's Game Changers at Lord of Hosts Church on Facebook. Um, you can follow uh, the stuff that Anthony Armstrong, my good friend, and I are doing. And then on Instagram, it's Game Changers Lord of Hosts Church. Um, and all that you can even find on my Instagram, Quarterback Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's that should give you all the ministry pages. Um, we also have Stand Up for the Bible, which is something that my parents use, where a lot of the issues in the world right now, we... Um, talk about it and, and, and how the Bible says, you know, or relates to what's going on in the world. And so that's something else that we like to uh, use just to get people back on what the word of God says, the foundation. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I want to encourage you guys follow these pages. Um, Also uh, Anthony, um, you can follow his Instagram. Um, You can go to our game changers page and it'll be right there on the bio on Instagram. Um, and you can follow him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will have to connect with you guys. And then also every last Friday of the month, we do an in-person Game Changers meeting um, at Lord of Hosts Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, and typically, you know, we'll have a worship night. We'll have Anthony and I will speak upon something. Um, we'll pray for people. We'll have a message. Anthony or myself will preach. Um, we've done live uh, Q&A sessions where Anthony and I will answer the audience's questions. Um, we've had nights where even we'll just go out and go bowling as a, mm. as a young adults group. I mean, you know, but Hey, it's any age group. I mean, we've had some 70 and 80 year olds show up there and the Holy ghost, you know, <laughs> yeah. upon them. so it's great, man. And, uh, yeah. uh, but we do every last Friday, unless, you know, there's a holiday, we might move it up a week or, you know, something's going on at the church. Um, but we want to encourage those people come out, have some fun with us. You know, we, I know we've had people travel in, in the past and come out on those Friday nights, um, but we want to encourage those people to to do um, to do that and um, come see Game Changers. And uh, Anthony would love to meet you. I would love to meet you. Um, we actually got to meet a lot of those people at uh, Opening the Heavens, our uh, conference uh, that my parents put on. And uh, there was a lot of Game Changers that came by um, as well. And it was great to meet those people. Um, you can go to our web, our church website. There should be Game Changers merch on there, uh, like a snapback, a T-shirt. Um, all that kind of stuff and buy it out. We want yeah. you guys repping it wherever you're at because, you know, you got to go change the game in your city. So that's right. That's right. And all of that stuff that he listed is going to be in the description. Alrighty. Well, everybody, that's our show for today. Have a blessed day, whatever time zone you're in, whatever part of the world you're in. Be blessed, everybody. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.